I'm Pastor Dominique Abuso of Crew Kids Ministries at First Assembly of God in Newport, Ritchie, Florida. Today in this podcast, we are going to be talking about what it means to live a holy life. Now, God has a lot of rules. I mean, a lot of them. If you look through the Bible, you can't really get through the Old Testament without coming across, well, to put it frank, a lot of rules. He asks us to do a lot of things. In fact, he asks us to live what's called a holy life. But what does it mean to live a holy life? Well, when the Apostle Paul was teaching his friend Timothy, he wrote quite a bit about living a godly life, which is the same thing as living a holy life. Uh, Here is what he wrote, and I'm going to be reading from 1 Timothy 4, verses 7 through 12, in the New International Reader's Version. Okay, so here we go. He says, don't have anything to do with godless stories and silly tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Training the body has some value, but being godly has value in every way. It promises help for the life you are now living and the life to come. This is the truth you can trust and accept completely. This is why we work and try so hard. It's because we have put our hope in the living God. He is the savior of all people. Most of all, he is the savior of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Don't, look, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Set an example for the believers in what you say and in how you live. Also set an example in how you love and in what you believe. So according to this scripture verse, holiness is learned. It's not something we just magically develop overnight. It's not something we're born with. So how do we learn holiness and godliness? Well, it says that we put our hope in the living God. So. Doing that, we put our trust in God and in what God says. We follow the rules of the Bible. Jesus came to earth to show us how to live. That was the reason he lived here. He lived here for 30 some odd years. He was in his 30s before he went back to heaven. He did ministry here. He showed us, he gave us an example of how to live our lives. And Moses, When Moses went up onto Mount Sinai and God gave him the Ten Commandments, those were guidelines, rules for us to follow. These rules are here to help make us more like God. This past Wednesday in the crew classroom, we talked about how one of God's names is Jehovah Sidkenu. And last week we talked a little bit about how God has a lot of names and they all have different meaning. But... This past week, we talked about the name Jehovah Sidkenu, which means the Lord our righteousness. We talked about how that name means that God is there to show us right from wrong. I asked them a question about what happens when we do wrong things. Well, the answer was, well, there are consequences. We get punished or bad things happen to us. This is why we follow the rules. And this is why God gave us rules to follow. 
to help us avoid these bad consequences in our lives. And a lot of the kids, they were like, well, I don't, I don't want to sin. I don't want to because I know that there are bad consequences. So I'm not going to sin. But it's not always that easy. Sin looks really cool. It's very appealing. I mean, the very first sin in the Garden of Eden, the, the serpent came and he showed Eve and he was like, look how good this fruit looks. Look how good it all is. And Eve was like, ooh, you know what? It does look good. But you know, God told us not to eat that. And, and the serpent was like, well, why does it matter? Because God's just trying, he's trying to hold out on you. He's trying to, to be selfish and keep these things for himself. He just doesn't want you to be as good as him. He's being selfish. He's not trying to keep you safe. And Eve was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. And she went ahead and she ate it. Even though she knew she shouldn't have. She knew it wasn't any good for her. She knew that God didn't want that for her. And she did it anyway. And then to make matters worse, she gave some to Adam. She got him in trouble too. So you see, sin is really tempting. And it looks really, really cool. All the movies make sin looks cool. They make all the bad things look cool. I asked the kids and I was like, you know those movies where the, you, they're in the school and you see the cool kid and he's smoking and he just looks, looks really mysterious and really fun and really cool and he's got that rebel attitude. But we all know in real life, smoking is really bad for you. And it's not cool at all. It's rather gross and makes your lungs icky and you can just have all sorts of medical problems. But that's what sin is. Sin looks really cool. And it looks really appealing. But we can't give in to it just because it looks cool. Because what happens afterwards, it's not so cool. We have to fight these temptations. We have to keep reading our Bibles and praying so that God, whose name Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness, can help train us to be holy and live lives that look like Jesus, who was our ultimate example. Have you ever gone to go do something wrong? You had that little voice in the back of your head. I said, don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, don't do that. You know it's wrong. You know it's going to be bad for you. And then you did it anyway. And then you had that voice in your head while you're getting in trouble saying, I told you so. I told you so. Well, God kind of does that with us. He sits there and he gave us the Bible with rules to follow. So we know when we're breaking those rules, we know we're not supposed to do it. And then he's sitting there going, see, we could have avoided this whole mess. You just have to train yourself. You have to use self-control, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit. And we have to, to work really hard. Sometimes it's a lot harder to be godly and holy than it is to be sinful. In fact, it's always harder to be godly than it is to be sinful. Because sin is easy, it's convenient, and it's all sorts of bad for you. Junk food is a lot easier to get than it is to get healthy food. But we all really like junk food. A lot more than we like healthy food. It takes a lot of work to be healthy spiritually and physically. Paul told Timothy that there are some 
there's some value to training the body. But godly life, godly living, has value in every way. Because it doesn't just affect us. It affects everyone around us. Because like how Eve got Adam in trouble when she sinned, our sin affects other people. Our behavior, the things that we do, affect others. So by living a holy life, we are not just doing good for ourselves, but doing good for other people too. Because they see us and they say, wow, you know, that kind of, that kind of life, she's doing really good and she's not hurting people. She's not, she's not doing these bad things that hurt us like other people do. Well, maybe, maybe I want that for myself. And you see, you set an example for other people to follow. The same way that God sent his son Jesus to be an example for us, we set an example to other people. And I told my kids, I was like, look, our actions speak louder than our words. So if we're living a sinful life, people have no idea that we're Christians. But when we live a holy life, one that's pleasing to God, well, they see, you know, they've got something different. And I want that different. So yes, God does ask a lot from us. But he also gives us everything that we need to accomplish what he's asked of us. He gave us his son Jesus as the perfect example. And he gave us guidelines and rules to follow so that we could be more like him. But we aren't perfect. We'll all fail at some point or another. But that's the beautiful thing. He'll be right there to forgive us and get us back on the right track, back to living a holy and pleasing life. So next time we talk, we're going to be talking a little bit, because we're so close to Thanksgiving, we're going to be talking about what thankfulness is and what that looked like in the Bible. So thank you for listening and welcome to the crew.